Isn't it interesting what comes up when we are thrust into the um, cacophony, the uh, configuration <laughs> of our families and previous, I suppose, friend groups or situations of our past and how those situations, people, events become mirrors for us. And in this podcast episode, I'm going to, I'm going to look at and unpack how we view those experiences. And perhaps it's not that it shows us how devolved we are. It's actually part of the process of our evolution to be reminded maybe of some of these things that still exist for us. Um, some of the patterns, some of the reactions, some of the roles we take on, we can create a sanctuary for our lives. We can create a new tomorrow. We can dissolve all of our expectations. Yet it's something about the family dinner at Christmas time <laughs> that thrusts us again into our old patterns and roles and ways of being and feelings that come up from those things, our thoughts, all of those things, um, they can just come rushing back. The trick is to see them for what they are and to allow them to be an opportunity rather than evidence that we are unevolved or not wise yet. It's all part of the process. So let's dig into that topic and I hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to the Family Health Revolution Podcast with Coach Carla Atherton, where she discovers, uncovers, explores, and reveals the secrets to true family health and wellness. Before we begin the podcast, I just want to tell you about a gadget that has been brought to us by Ken Cedar at the Science of Light. And this gadget has brought light, balanced brains, elevated states of emotion, and overall wellness to many people's lives. And it's called the Soul Shine Phytovites Light. So I have a couple questions for you. Did you know that light is an essential nutrient? And did you know that lack of light or the wrong light or the right light at the wrong time of day, what Ken Cedar and John Ott call malillumination, can discombobulate the hormonal and neurochemical systems of the body, resulting in symptoms some would diagnose as seasonal affective disorder, sleep problems, ADHD, obesity, learning and focus struggles, depression, and anxiety. The number one way to receive light nutrition is to get out into the sunshine, of course. But if you can't get outside enough, or if your days are short like winters here in Saskatchewan, or if you need extra light healing, give the Soul Shine Phytovites a go. I highly recommend them. This light got us through some pretty long winters and days at the computer. So you just plug it in and point it towards your face for a few minutes a day. It's super bright, like a starship from space at first, but you totally get used to it and learn to crave the effects. So do check out my interview with Ken Cedar of the Science of Light for an in-depth interview about illumination and where you can be inspired by Ken's heart, his wisdom, his dedication to the health of our children, and check out the lights on their website, 
Ken has given my community a generous $50 off with the promo code at HFF. Both links are in the show notes, so check it out. All right, so this morning I felt compelled, or I, I'm feeling right now compelled to talk about this topic. And it's it wasn't even a topic that was on my list of potential topics for this podcast. <laughs> like I have a giant list. I'm kind of one of those people that likes to brainstorm. And I, when things come to me, I jump out of the shower and write it down or I, you know, stop on my walks and type it into, you know, I, I text it to myself, you know, and, and pause if I'm listening to, you know, some kind of um, really cool podcast or a, a book on tape, or if I'm reviewing my, my own work and, you know, I, I do that, like pull over, you know, on the highway. <laughs> and so, um, but this is one of those ones that wasn't on that list. And, um, and it's coming to me because, uh, I have been with family all week. And as we all know, and this is not to say that families are not good to be around. There are mirrors, actually, they are, and they're, um, for a lot of us, our homes, you know, this is where we came from. This is, we have shared experience. We have, um, I love what Mary Pfeiffer says about the shelter of each other. So, you know, many families got each other's backs. And if that isn't your birth family, um, it could certainly be a family that you've chosen, you know. So so don't let me, you know, exclude anyone by, you know, what our typical definition of family might be but that's not the point of this podcast what I want to talk about is what it can bring up for us and you know and everyday life in general too like I um, also recorded a podcast that you probably listened to already that was I think going to be released just before this one or at least after it so it's around this same podcast and talking about the sanctuary and creating this space to live in that has the vibration that you want to exist in most of the time. And sometimes when you leave that sanctuary or that, or you, you, you're out of routine or, you know, you visit with people that were part of your past and you all of a sudden you're the child or you're the old high school, you know, uh, person who was rejected from, you know, all of the, the social circles or, you know, that, that like little fat kid, you know, like how people would call you, like, you know, kind of comes to the surface again. And we start having triggers and memories and start recreating things actually out of the past because we're trying to protect ourselves or feel part of the tribe or don't want to be rejected or, you know, have sort of frustrations in maybe communicating with each other or relation, old relationship comes up or, you know, we start behaving the way we used to behave when we were in those situations, or we feel pigeonholed into this box of who those people think we are. And it's so frustrating. That's my thing (laughs) is where it's like, wow, like I have exponentially evolved because this is the whole point of life, right? Like we are evolving beings. And this is why we're in this, this body at this very time, you know, this is why our souls are inhabiting and, and, and our spirits are, are animating this particular body in this particular family configuration in this particular time. We live in time and space for this reason to uncover, realize, and um, keep learning about not just life on earth or life as a human, but life itself. This is the point. So, when we, um, I think we put a lot of pressure on ourselves. Those of us who are really wanting to um, 
I guess, you know, I don't want to use the word evolve again. I, I think really become more conscious and aware of who we are, what our triggers are, like who we truly are, because we aren't our triggers. We aren't our thoughts. We aren't even our emotions. Our emotions create our reality, but we can also observe that, see where they're coming from and transmute them, right? We have that power. And so when you're consistently, or when you're aware of that, okay, and you're consistently, you know, um, in practice of remembering ourselves, and, you know, clearing out the clutter and the crap and the concrete and the, and the, you know, the shoulds and the, the cultures and the belief systems that's really just made up. People make this up. Like it's made up that it's good if you did get a degree and you have this, you know, security of money. And I, I mean, security is a big thing, but I'm saying that, you know, we place our value on the money that we make. Um, this win lose metrics, this me, you, um, you know, I won't survive if you thrive. And there's so many things that are are pretty rotten, actually, about the way we think that life and reality is. So to move out of that and realize that a lot of our triggers and our fears and our the way we behave and, and if we have, you know, relationship strife or um, we, you know, maybe not so nice to our kids all the time, um, if we, you know, like the choices that we make, if we're unhappy in our lives, all of those things, again, depression, all that physical illness, all of those things, um, we can excavate, right? We can bring up from the depths, you know, to the, to the surface, we can bring our true selves to light, like literally layer after, like when we clear layer after layer after layer of these things that control us when we're not aware of them. Okay, our past can control us, our fears can control us, if we allow it to, but it does not need to be that way. So we we see pain, we see strife, we see struggle as a teacher, and be curious about it, rather than, you know, stuff it back down, because we'll never truly see who we are, if we continue to operate as what we think we are, and who we've been told we are, right? Okay, so... When we're with our families, right, sometimes we are in our sanctuaries and we live our lives. And for me, I, I spend most of my time in a space of, like, I, I freaking love my life. Like, I love where I live. I love that I walk a couple hours a day. I love that I spend my time, you know, um, engaging with things that are, like, really healthy that make me feel deeply well in my mind, in my spirit, my heart, my emotional body, my environment. So I put, I have put a lot of intention, focus, and focus, and love and gratitude into cultivating that life for myself. So if I'm, you know, at home, it's easier to do that, right? I've got my routines, I've got my cacao in the morning, I've got places, I got places that I can walk and enjoy a beauty of the beauty of nature. Um, I've got my, you know, my computer is this window into the world of my work. And I can engage in things that I, I, uh, it's not junk food of the brain. It's, it's, if it feeds my soul and my mind. So if I'm on, if I go on Instagram, I want to share a post as coach Carla Atherton, and I want to engage in other people's posts that they are sharing that enliven and enrich me and make me 
not just feel well fleetingly, but be well, right? I can choose that stuff. I can love it all, you know, put those hearts up, you know, support others that are wanting and and just with this deep desire like I have to elevate other people and themselves at the same time. There's nothing selfish about that, right? Um, it's only when we fill our cups and that we can allow it to overflow and um, collectively we we raise the vibration for all of us. So I, I want to live in that vein. I don't, I don't, I don't want to live in negativity or old past hurts. And so when I'm, you know, so when I'm um, in this sanctuary, it's much easier for me to live that way day to day. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. That's actually not sheltering yourself from reality, because what we think is reality is actually a tiny box of limited um, mis information, actually. So if we think reality, right, is the atrocities of the world, and it is what's on CNN, and it's all this stuff we focus on that is really negative, and it's not that that's not going on. It's not that that's not going on. It's not denial. But what it is, is understanding that that reality is only a fraction of what the like the what reality actually is it's a little box that we believe is what you know what we that's the only choice we have but it's the box we've put ourselves into and so to continue this excavation of who we are you know um when we clear away all those like unconscious things that drive our behaviors and our thought processes, like systems and beliefs and, you know, conditioning and, and unhealthy cultural beliefs. I think there are very, like many cultural beliefs that are extremely healthy, like eldership, leadership, living, being, coming, the living invitation, you know, culture based on wisdom, uh, respect, mutual respect and freedom, Right. Uh, creation rather than destruction, inclusion rather than polarization. Those are healthy cultures. But if we, so we keep our pulse on that, like we keep our finger on the pulse of that to understand, you know, the matrix in which many people live, and especially people that we are, um, you know, in close contact with, like families and communities and all that stuff. Yet we don't live there. We don't need to live there. We, we, we really, truly don't. And again, like I said, it's not a sheltering. It's actually an opening up to let's, let's have that key to that box and open that shit up and free ourselves and others from that tiny little box we're trying to shove everybody into. This is why... We're hyper discontent as a um, as a general rule. This is why medications and um, and like all these different supports that we think we need, you know, and all these systems and overcomplicating our our life and our health um, and and putting all these different rules and you know trying to you know um, I don't know like fix our kids and ourselves. Uh, this is where that's coming from, is this trying to fit ourselves and our children into a box, a limited box, 
that is this puny fraction of our possibility and forcing ourselves to uh, to comply and to uh, squeeze into something that doesn't fit, into a sick society, actually. Why do we want to become, uh, I guess, assimilated or um, easily, you know, I guess, what would the word be? Um, what would the word be? Not assimilated, but uh, fitting into a box that doesn't fit us. And I think that many of our children understand that. They're acting out at school. Like people say acting out. Yeah, they don't fit in there. They don't fit and they shouldn't fit in there. In these, in these, um, these constraints, um, in this, these rule systems. Like why are we doing that? Well, it makes it easier for us. But you know what? Really, in the end, it's not easier. It's not even what we want. It's literally not even what we want. All right, so here I am. Okay, I'm going to go back to the family, okay? So being with others that we have a history with um, and wanting to carry that wisdom that we get a garner through our own personal exploration. And I don't mean as far as like some kind of I'm better, I know more, I'm wiser than you. I'm not talking about that crap, okay? So this is not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about us all embarking on our own um, hero's journey and gaining wisdom, insight, uncovering our inner genius. So hero's journey is Joseph Campbell's concept. And then inner genius is this expansion of that concept that I first heard from Michael Mead. Um, And so, you know, uncovering that inner genius of every one of us and coming back to the collective, the family, the, the, um, the group, you know, back home with an expanded view and more wisdom and about the world because you uncovered it through your experience, through yourself, through your own application of your own genius and realizing that. And then you integrate. So at that point, okay, so as those cycles happen over and over and over again through life, whether it be daily or some big cycles, like, wow, that was like two years of hell, or that was two years of, you know, or that big diagnosis, or someone passed away, or we moved, or something big sort of shook us out of the stupor of everyday life, right? The stuff we think is important, like routine, and, you know, just going through the motions and all that stuff. Some Sometimes these things shake us up. And some, for some people, I feel like there are more of those times or opportunities than for others. And that might really be because of readiness or awareness or tuning in or um, there are lots of reasons why that could be the case. But when we go through those cycles, we're not always the the wisdom keeper or we're not always the wise sage. We often and most of the time will have people that are take on that role for us in our lives. So you can be very wise and 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 you should and you can see things uh so clearly and understand this whole process of your life and still be human and it doesn't mean you're one or the other so if you are in your sanctuary or in your everyday life this is the way you actually really truly think and the pursuit that you focus on not pursuit this is the thing you focus on you want to create you know 
um, a better world for you, a better way of thinking about the world, a, your, you know, a, a, a clear and evolutionary purpose in your life, you can and are that at the same time as sometimes just being the human. And you meet with your family or your group of old group of friends from high school and that shit's coming up. <laughs> and you're like, wow, why am I suddenly feeling like the unheard child? Why am I suddenly feeling like the loser? Why am I suddenly feeling like I'm too fat now? Why am I suddenly feeling like uh, unsafe, unheard, unloved? Why is that stuff coming? Why am I suddenly the fixer again? Or why am I suddenly, you know, like becoming codependent? Like I was, I thought I was done with that. And so, but those are just, it doesn't mean you're going to operate that way in your life, but some of those, that crap can come up. So there also may be a time when you need for someone to be a witness of that, right? And so it's like, wow, this is coming up. And if we are too focused on not wanting to be human and want to be this evolved person that we think we must be in order to, um, you know, be successful in our spiritual journey, right? Um, you know, sometimes if we feel that way, we exile the human of us, the human, and, and we can't because that's part of the process, it's the beautiful part of the process, like, holy crap, that, that human is still, that human still feels this way, or it's been triggered. And yes, at those times, those triggers get fewer and further between the more you practice this. Um, but, uh, and sometimes you need a witness, someone who is a good listener, not a, not a friend that's going to think friendship means you hype man people and you um, say, yeah, yeah, everything sucks. Like this is not the point of, of, of being curious and unpacking that. It's literally like, wow, this is coming up for me. I got to just talk about this. And I, I had the opportunity to do that with one of my family members yesterday. And I thought at the same time while I'm talking to her, I was like, wow, have I, am I that fragile? I can't go into the world without this triggering me. I can't be with my family without me feeling like this again. I can't. And all, and I thought, no, 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 that's not it. It's, it's literally that my human needed to be witnessed and heard. And then she can just go play or she can just put it all down. She doesn't need armor. She doesn't need, you know, uh, None of that stuff. She was witnessed, heard, acknowledged. She can just kind of calm down now. And and then you gain the clarity and perspective that we can call wisdom, right, of the situation. Like, I don't need to control all that. They're okay. I don't need to fix this. Or I can actually communicate what I'm concerned about here without the triggers, without thinking, like panicking, you got to listen to me. Um, you know, this, this is really important. Why don't you think this is important? Everything's going to fall apart. I'm going to catastrophize everything. If nothing, if you don't actually change your whole life right now, like I me, mean, a lot of these things that come from my own fear in particular, and my own, uh, the things that come up for me as the fixer, like I've been a fixer my whole life. I get it. 
I get why I have. And that was a role I had to play. It was an adaptation. It's never wrong. I adapted to the environment that was not healthy or necessarily safe for me. So I made it safe by fixing it. Yeah. So if you are that fixer, if you're that person that needed to do Um, you know, more than others, because you didn't trust that other people could pick up their part, right? Or, you know, there's so many things we could go through, and you can think of those things for yourself. What are those things for me that come up when I'm like, the mirror is always the family or, you know, like, relationships that you've had, you know, kind of long term, or even new ones, like, it's always those other people, those situations that show us where um, where our opportunities for further growth lie. Not the work to be done on ourselves, where the opportunities for further growth lie. So it's nice, you know, like right now this morning to be able to give myself the space and I encourage all of you to give yourself the space to just like go, oh, okay, this, this, this was brought up for me. You can journal about it. You can think about it. You, you obviously know that I speak this about, you know, I speak about stuff like that, um, that come up for me as audio coaching, or, um, I just do it for myself. I have an audio diary, uh, just time to contemplate, maybe meditate on it not meditate away or, you know, which a lot of different meditations are really useful for different, um, different, I guess, things that we want to focus on or different, uh, not outcomes, but um, a different, ah, what is it? I guess I'm going to use the word outcome. I can't come up with the right word. But this kind of, when I say meditate on it, just not ruminate, but just allow it to just kind of unfold. Like, what is this with curiosity? and not judgment on yourself or others. The initial human kind of like, um, the human, you know, unpacking of like, I don't know, the situation when you're sitting with someone who's safe and wise, right? You know, say person that's good to talk to that's safe and wise, or even just writing it down, that initially may come out as judgment. Because we do we, we, we judge the situation. We, 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 uh, we become discerning, right? We, we try it on and say, nah, I, I wouldn't want to live like that. Or I don't want to communicate like that. Or that person said this thing and it, tri- it was triggering for me. What's my part in it? But also like, that wasn't cool. Like we don't have to think everything's just fine all the time. And because I've actually myself uh, exiled the judge, and the point, though, is to move beyond that. So, yeah, we kind of just go, this is what I'm feeling right now. This is what I'm thinking. The next step is to know that my thoughts and even and the feelings that come from those thoughts are not me. Yeah. And so when we start with the thought and instead of believing it, that person sucks, they're always mean to me, my mom did this my, you know, best friend did that, uh, like this person bullied me, all that past stuff, that becomes uh, something to observe, but they're not necessarily true. And when we, when we see them as truth, and we act on that as truth, we will always be stuck with um, 
We'll always be stuck and not aware, right? And not evolving through it. It'll always be a wound. It'll always be a wound from the past. We'll just keep picking off the scab. And so when we see that for what it is, these are just my thoughts. That person actually isn't a jerk because obviously not everybody's fully a jerk. (laughs) They might have behaved in a certain way and then they've got their crap that fueled their behavior, which is probably relating to something that made them feel unsafe. Maybe they were a jerk because that made them feel safe because they were top dog. I mean, we know this by everything we know, even on the surface level of why people bully others, even if, you know, we know all that, right? So our, our, our opportunity is to observe ourselves, allow all those experiences to be mirrors and see how much of this we're, we're recreating ourselves, So it's been really interesting for me to do that um, over the last few days is to allow those to be my mirrors. And instead of my hurt or my um, disappointment of my feeling other um, frustration, you know, of not being heard or, or like, hopelessness or or not that maybe helplessness to change a situation um being able to observe all that and transmute it into uh wisdom so so it's part of the process being unwise <laughs> or recognizing when we're unwise uh and then tuning in being present uh, allowing, you know, all that stuff, clearing out the crap so that we can gain wisdom. It's part of the the process of becoming wiser because we're never just wise. It's not a destination. It's like health is not a destination. Evolution is not a destination or else we wouldn't be here, right? Like if we were evolved, we wouldn't be here. If we were wise, we wouldn't be here learning, right? If we were like, I'm not saying again, we can be wise, but we're not, it's not a final destination. If we were like always healthy, right? Like it just doesn't happen in our, with our human bodies. So, but we can be deeply well. We can be deeply well. That's a, the undercurrent, a consistent undercurrent of knowing that you are free, you have agency, you have choice, you have opportunity, you have possibility, rather than expectations of a limited belief. As soon as you are present, you know this. And this is the daily practice is to become present so you can reconnect to self, reconnect to others, and reconnect to the world around us. And if you have a practice of living or thinking or being or, you know, meditating, um, you know, there are many, many, many different ways to cultivate that, that presence, and then the connection that comes from that presence you can then step into the flow of your life. Trusting that you got it. 
and you know the next steps. You don't need anybody to tell you. And um, the flow of your creativity, the flow of the next steps, the flow of your purpose, what you desire. And into that flow of deep wellness. So our families, our, our encounters with our families, and however, they might be beautiful, they might be interesting, they might be really difficult, but they are always an opportunity. And uh, when you can step back into your sanctuary, or if you don't have a sanctuary, I highly recommend you create a sanctuary in your your every part of your life. Um, we can reflect and observe that, and the next the next time we're together, or you are presented with a challenge, a challenging situation, an opportunity for growth you can take on that opportunity with more resilience, more bounce back, and less time, even if you kind of, you're kind of reeling a little bit, just like, oh, wow, I bounced right back there. It doesn't take much to get back to your grounded self. And that's where wisdom can be um, whispered, but still louder and heard than all the other crap and chatter. This podcast is sponsored by the Healthy Family Formula and Carla Atherton Inspired, which essentially means that we share our information for free. For more support, community, audio coaching, full episodes, bi-monthly live Q&A, discounts on our group coaching programs, and more, become a patron of my work at patreon.com slash Carla Atherton. And just to keep in touch. For more information about anything related to family health and individual health empowerment, deep wellness, and your journey into it, do pick up my book, Family Health Revolution, and check out our newsletter, blog, individual and group coaching programs, and practitioner training program at CarlaAthertonInspired.com and the sister site, HealthyFamilyFormula.com. Check us out on Instagram at Coach Carla Atherton. Please note that Family Health Revolution podcast is not a source for diagnosis or medical treatment, but is the opinion of me, the host. This podcast is intended to empower people with information so they can make the best health decisions for themselves. It is up to each person to listen to their inner wisdom, consider the information they deem to be accurate and applicable to their individual situation, and consult with their trusted health care providers and support people if they so choose when making any decisions regarding their own health or the health of their loved ones. Each person's health is their own responsibility. Thank you.